welcome to the very first episode of Brother Phonic. I am Tommy Rosilio, uh, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Jimmy Rosilio, the other co-host. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> Isn't it weird that we have the same last name? It's, it's because this is a podcast where two brothers... Just two brothers talk about music. Isn't that great? Yeah, we have no greater plans. There's no there's no greater plan with it. It's just two brothers, only the brothers. There's no ulterior motive with this intro, which is what's so great about it, right? Yeah, and it's not taking too long. It's going just the yes, time we want. Yes. It's, whoa, hey, what, hey, hey what's that, what's what that sound? What's that sound? in here? <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me push my, let me get my walker in here. Whoa, oh, what's this? Who's this old, old man? Hey, everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, hang on a second. I want to close the door. He doesn't hang need to do second. that, but he's going to do it anyway. Uh, this is brilliant. Okay. Hey. Hello. I'm hey, I'm Anthony Rosilio. I'm actually the father of these two uh, bright young men, and they've invited me to be a part of this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Suckers, we fooled you. It's actually Father Phonic, and you probably knew that from looking at the title of this podcast. But yes, this is a, a, a chance for us to talk about music with our dad, who's a big music fan. and Show him uh, some new stuff from the modern era. Modern era, yes. And um, yeah, just get his reaction to it, because we're all big music fans in this family, and it's something that's brought us together time and time again. So we figured, uh, we, we think we're interesting, so why not have a whole show about it? Yes. Uh, yes. And, um, yeah, so just tell us a little bit about yourself, Anthony, and uh, what, what kind of music you're into, just generally. Well, first off, these boys uh, would still be wiping their nose with Taylor Swift albums if it wasn't for me, okay? <laughs> so I've really taught them everything they know about music over their last 20 years. Um, what other father showed their kids My Bloody Valentine when they were four years old? I was a little younger. I think I was in the in the womb. I was in the womb when that happened. No, no one else. We're really uh, just a lifelong uh, music fan. Um, a big old school hip hop head. Um, a Brit rock, an alt rock, trip hop, um, shoegaze, etc. I'm still listening to stuff today. Not as much, but uh, I like this concept. Really, these guys are going to show me um, something that I haven't heard before. The album we're talking about today, I've never, I had not listened to. Don't know the artist. In fact, tried to not listen to anything else by this artist beforehand. So that's sort of the concept. I think I still know what I like, uh, but we'll see how it goes today. <laughs> wow, ending on a very confident note there. Hi, I'm Tommy Rosalia once again. Uh, like this guy uh, that just was talking, I I'm a big fan of old school hip hop because he made me listen to it as I was growing up. But, you know, since then I've, I've expanded to pretty much um, everything. I'm one of those people. That's right. I listen to everything. I don't really care what it is as long as it's good, you know. I like a bit of black metal. I like a bit of uh, IDM. I like a bit of uh, even country, you know. But uh, some of my favorite artists are like Sonic Youth, Kendrick Lamar, Danny Brown, Animal Collective, Prince. I can't name all of them off the top of my head, uh, but yeah. Um, I'm Jimmy Rosilio. Um, I um, some of my favorite artists are um, like Boards of Canada. Um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty big into like IDM now and like um, all art rock and most alt rap. I'm pretty eclectic as well, but uh, Radiohead's my favorite group personally. 
that that's like something you've heard a thousand times from a thousand different people. Jimmy's a sad, manipulative boy. That's what uh, that's apparently. what he tells you. Um, but yeah, anyway, for this first uh, album, we chose to listen to the new Eve's, uh, Eve Tumor. Eve right? Tumor. Eve Tumor. Um, the new E2 for Eve Tumor record, uh, Heaven to a Tortured Mind. Yes, released on my favorite Warp, Re- Warp Records. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Eve Tumor is like this electronica R&B uh, chill wave artist who's been making music since like 2010. He's put out a few releases uh, since then under a few different names, including Teams. Um, I listened to his last album from 2018 uh, called uh, Safe in the Hands of Love. Yeah, I was just okay with it, but I I wasn't expecting too much from uh, this newest album. But um, yeah, I liked it a lot. What did you think, though, Dad? Um, So this, you know, back to, I don't want to, hey, don't repeat stuff. I would say I was, I think... These boys picked this album for me specifically because they didn't want to start with something that I'm not going to like, right? Something like a rat scratching inside of a washing machine or whatever else these guys may <laughs> listen to at times that I that I don't get. Um, or something like Death Grips, but I don't understand. So this, I really like this album a lot. Not knowing anything about this, about this artist at all. It was, it was really good. It was very infectious and sort of reminded me of a cool summer California day, which I've never spent a day in California in the summer. I just thought about, but that's sort of the vibe I got from it. Mostly but it, winter. Yeah, yeah right, right. I've only been in California winter in the spring. Uh, but, but it's miserable. Really, it was um, really in. In I, I, I think these guys think they know what I'm going to say about this album, um, but it really is like Lenny Kravitz mixed with Childish Gambino, with a heavy dose of Prince and some. Um, distorted guitar. Uh, I, I, the first track, um, I really thought, I thought it was going to be one thing. I thought it was going to be more beats heavy, but then it turned more electronic, it turned more electronic and really to me sort of psychedelic, um, and heavy guitar, you know, feedback. So I really liked it. I don't, when I think about this, when you say, Hey, it's an electronica artist, I didn't really think of it as a as an electronica mm-hmm. artist. I thought of it as being more guitar based and yeah, more it was like, like classic, like yeah. more bombastic soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate to you know now now I'm gonna go I'm gonna go heavy cliche early. I'm gonna be like, it's a new album that sounds old, or it's an old album that sounds <laughs> new. You know when people are like, oh, it's got the best. It's the yeah, best. Yeah. It's the best album that Blank never made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's mm-hmm. really you know there's a little sly and, and like I said. The, the falsetto and vocals, like, you know, you can say whatever you want about Childish Gambino, but I thought it had some of that. I had, it had some yeah, of that definitely. element in there. And um, it, it really, it was really good. It was, it was infectious in the guitar. I knew, you know, you guys don't think of it more in terms of like classical funk guitar, like song structure stuff, but I thought it was, it was really good. His vocals, that sort of almost... I really like the like whole like cracked mm-hmm. sound of it of his vocals very strained. It's really yeah. It really warm. He had a lot of versatility. Sometimes you would just sort of like softly whisper like on songs like um, uh, Folium. Um, I forget how you say it. It's like some some sort of French name. I have it written down here somewhere. Folium uh, Oh no! Wait, actually, it was Strawberry Privilege. Yeah. I was thinking of yeah. 
that's that's sort of one of the more interesting vocal deliveries. But Jimmy and I had a bet, I should say, before we go any further, about how soon you would mention Prince when talking about this album. And I said you'd lead with it, and he said six minutes in. I think we're both right. <laughs> it was because yeah. we were around six minutes in, and you led with it. <laughs> but I did lead. I said Lenny Kravitz too, because actually yeah. I know you guys aren't. You know, and this is one of those sort of mainstream artists you guys aren't as big. You know, big, big on. It was more the vocal delivery. The the, the only track that really sort of and it's a, the song. The one track that was a little more cliche. We won't get down to the tracks. Is, is uh, Romanticist. It, like the the vocal delivery and sort of sort of the lyrically, it's that one sounded more like Lenny sounded a little more like Lenny Kravitz. But I really oh, did. I really did think that was that was more the vocal. And I'm trying to think if it's it's almost, it's not a droning vocal that he he used, but um, it's more strained. Though. Yeah, yeah. Does he play? Do you guys tell me? Did he play? Does he play guitar on this? Is I that think him? so? Right. Probably. Is he the guitarist? If he didn't, we will go back and edit this part out, and I will say the name, and it'll sound very good. Hi, Tommy here with a totally not awkward uh, audio edit in dubbed over later. So yeah, uh, Eve Tumor did not perform any of the guitars on this album according to this list, although he is listed under the under the general uh, moniker of performer. So who knows? He might have arranged it or wrote it, um, but. The people who did perform guitar on guitar on this album include, um, let me see here, uh, Joe Kennedy, Heavy Mellow, um, Andy Ramsey, Kenny Gilmore, Andreas Emanuel, and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all of them. So yeah, all props to them for great guitar playing. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked a lot of the throwback soul vibes on this album. And, and to get back to what, you, to what you were saying about the first song, I like the the use of the sample at the beginning. It was it was very cut up. I like how it like abruptly stopped and started again. It, it reminded me of like a, a broken record, <laughs> um, especially um, the um, um, the brass sound at the end of the sample. How, like, the final blare, like, kind of washes over you. Yeah. That, like, that's probably my favorite instrumental on the album. Yeah. The, I, like I said, I thought that, that, in fact, in fact, I almost thought that was almost, it was almost glitchy. And then I thought, mm -hmm. like, oh, it's going to be, this is going to be more of a beat heavy. I thought it was going to be more of a beat heavy record. But then the second, the second song comes, um, and it's sort of, it's sort of a uh, medicine burn comes in. It sort of sets the tone more for the album because that's yeah. a little more noisier in its more that's like noisier song. Yeah. It has a really repetitive guitar riff that just kind of like rolls out and all over like the rest of the tracks are dominating the mix. And last night I was like, sit, like trying to go to sleep in bed and like that song, that riff just got stuck in my head completely over and over on a, on a loop, which I think is part of like the sort of intent behind it, which is like some sort of, strange like thought that won't disappear from your mind and um yeah what did you guys think was kind of like the overarching themes of this album i'll start by saying that i think the overarching theme is very much it's about the, the heaven for a tor for a tortured mind it's like part of this is it's because i watched the um video for kerosene and i think but i think kerosene very much sums up like a good bit of the album which is seeking like solace in very shallow quick ways of love i, I think it, 
encourages lustful on behavior. Yeah, I, I think that's as true. a release. Yeah, and there's but there's also a lot of like um and there's a lot of intent to dis to like to disguise it with like romantic thoughts, you know. Yeah. But like there's still like this really warped core in, in like the center of it that he's trying to hide, uh, which makes it kind of messed up at parts. And there's like because because it's um gosh I lost my train of thought. Before you get into that, I do want to highlight the lyrics of Medicine Burn, which are pretty messed up. Um, so I was reading them as I was listening along, and uh, there's some really disturbing imagery in here. Um, uh, carry me, carry me away into your into your spirit. I can't live my own troubles. I've got nothing left to fear but the wilderness. So yeah, there's like a really sort of evocative and effed up personality to this album. Yeah, I, but, I actually. I'm going to Jim. But it pairs it all with very. These sounds are have a very like sensual and like attractive connotation. Yeah, yeah like a tra- yeah. like a tradition, like more of a tradition. Like I thought, I thought the album. I like you guys are much deeper than me. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm more of. Like if you didn't read me that lyric, I thought this was more about, about, find like it definitely was like had that like a more of a finding a finding love and then maybe if love was right or lost right but the, what you're saying was a, l- a little more like more pointed in 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 direct on it and sometimes i you know I, these things get lost on you know i mean in lyrics well, and stuff well there's and, certainly and then even superstars i like that song a lot that one's a lot of fun that's probably my favorite song on um, the album yeah but it's like the hook is so it's very kind of cliche right but it still has this, it still has like the warped like haze of like the rest of the album over it, kind of showing that it's even though that's how the person wants to feel, um, when they're in love, it's still like they're still the same person. They're still and it's still greatly flawed because of, um, either what they faced mm-hmm. in the past or just d- dissatisfaction. Um, yeah. But they want it so bad that they're pushing that feeling as if it's there but really when you push hard it just makes it feel wrong and there's also kind of the uh person to person uh aspect of this where i feel like there's a bit of an arc to this album where at the beginning he's sort of begging this person and begging this person to like be with him then in the middle like they're together for a while he's convinced himself and the other person like oh you know everything's great everything's fine but like the darker aspects of his personality are starting to emerge um, which leads to sort of the dissolution that happens uh, in the last few uh, tracks, like the more haunting uh, Strawberry pri- Privilege, like I mentioned, um, and the cut-up, weird, dissonant um, song uh, with the French title, um, uh, Folie en Posse. Folie yeah. en Posse. Which has <laughs> this, like, from- yeah, the sample on that song, well, the loop, I don't know if it's a sample, yeah. but it, that one's great. Yeah, that really cut up, like, sort of guitar riff that that keeps coming in and out of it. Uh, it's pretty dissonant and, and effective. You think it's going to be, like, a really fast-paced song, but then it's completely slows down with sometimes just bursts of energy from that riff. Yeah. So what what fav- favorite favorite tracks? It, it, what's your favorite track on, like, a, I don't want to boil it down, but... No, that's fine. We're going to ask about that anyway. Yeah. Um superstars was one of mine for sure dream palette and romanticist were all like standouts that whole like three track run was pretty okay. great but you um so it's funny it, not the same three so it's it's greater love um 
kerosene. And then, you know, I'm really sort of like, I'm really sort of torn. Um, God, I want to say, I want to say the, I really want to say the opening track. I want to say gospel for a new century. But with, with kerosene, what really surprised me, which we haven't talked about yet, mm -hmm. was the appearance of female vocals. I was like, yeah. whoa. And the voice, so the voice, in, in, I don't know if I think it's the same person, a female vocal, which I was really, I was really surprised and pleased to hear because it almost, at times, it's an, right, it, it almost is like an R, it's almost like an R&B album, but mm -hmm. it's not because it's more of an R-pop album or whatever yeah. you guys call it these days. Uh, <laughs> There's a bit of glam rock in yeah, here too. Yeah, yeah. But it was almost a '90s to me. It almost had a '90s alt voice, not a not a '90s trip hop voice, but like a '90s alt voice. And it was like really refreshing to hear that. Um, and that's why it almost like Greatest Love. It, Greatest Love sort of brings it back together. Makes it that's more of like a traditional, mm -hmm. like more of a traditional song. And it has like some of those some of those funk guitar riffs are good in in sort of bringing the song structure back to more of like some of the traditional things you think about not not some of the, the glitchier elements or some of the sampling elements but that some of those things so i, I think my really favorite is was i was surprised for like the last track to be the best like to be my to be my favorite yeah actually i think that was my least favorite track really? aside from it's maybe more traditional aside from the song right before it the instrumental um let me yeah that instrumental that instrumental was completely was completely throwaway yeah um, it, asteroid blues yeah i was like yeah that that's why it almost like for two songs it almost the album almost lost me like I didn't like Strawberry Privilege that much or Asteroid Blues and then I was like oh, they're like oh wait a minute what's this last track it's good J before yeah, Jimmy what were your go ahead what were your favorite favorite um, tracks where I forget I'm I'm with you on the kerosene love that's my personal favorite on the album I also really liked Romanticist yeah that was um, that, that was the one I initially that initially was my favorite but on re-listens kerosene has been. And mm. then you 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 dislike Strawberry Privilege. I really like that song. I didn't know? like Strawberry Privilege that much either. Really? Honestly. Actually, the whole back half of this record kind of lost me. A bit. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm I'm a little bit more Tommy. Like the the back half, I was sort of like, uh, but then but then then a greater love came in, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. There, there's sort of like really a, the, the, only the final two songs trail off for me, and it's only because and Greater Love is a good song, but. It just felt like a less explosive kerosene, in my opinion. Oh, you thought it was too. You thought it was too. You felt like it was too. Um, like you thought that it was just sort of like, um, like like too traditional. Like not even it just it just had less and it just it had less energy and like grasped me a bit less because it has the same type of baseline. It has the same like um, kind of repetitive like too strong nature of of the instrumental you know um but still i i like most of this album yeah um, it's never bad it's just like kind of dullish at parts for me personally yeah but um that's something i i wanted to bring up is like his other album that i listened to uh it, it kind of had that problem with me for me all the way through where it was kind of lacked a lot of personality and i felt like he was kind of falling back into that near the end um, but to compare it a bit to the other one, that one's more of like um, an IDM, like electronic sort of album, which is why I said he's he's like mostly known for making electronic music. But yeah, I um I really like the bass playing on this album. Did you guys? Yeah, the bass the bass is great in this album. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I have to be honest with you. I was I didn't really. <laughs> that's okay. I didn't really. I was really. I think I was really more focused on this album. I'm really out of the guitar and some of the echo and feedback sounds mm. and some of that other stuff. Like I just didn't think about. I did. I actually was thinking more about the about the drumming on the album than than that. Um, mm. Yeah. It, it like I said, it lulled. It lulled a little bit for me, but maybe I think what sort of overshadowed that in a good way was I'm like, oh, this is something in that now here comes into like, hey, they don't make that music like they used to. No, that's not true. But I was like, oh, this is a new album, which I really find relatable and something that I'm like, wow, this is, I just thought, I just thought it was good. And it had like, it had a refreshing and then had some deep qualities to it. So I was like, oh, this is, this is something I don't think I was expecting from it. So that's maybe I gave it like maybe I would have said, oh, this is a, a three out of five. But really, I'm thinking, oh, it's probably more like a four out of five. And I'm going to mm-hmm. give you a three song. I'm going to give you a three song pass or whatever. But it was. Um, it <laughs> I was, don't know. You're weird about that sort of thing. I, I never like if there's a couple songs I don't like, I don't hold it that much against the album. Yeah, I just felt like it. it the like i wouldn't want to say it's a sameness because that that sounds that sounds stupid right like every you know i don't know i mean there's classic albums and you know you say like oh there's there's not a backtrack on there but but here like i said it's sort of it's sort of lulled in the middle and i don't know like it didn't maybe didn't hold my attention but i'm really surprised that you like romanticism i'm gonna make you listen to a lenny kravitz song right and you're gonna like (laughs) then say oh i don't like romanticism because like some of the lyrics in the middle sound a little some may sound a little cliche, like, and you'll be like, um, "Oh, I hate my." You're gonna go and hate yourself now after like you, listen <laughs> to your hurricane. You don't like that line? Yeah, no, I, I no, it's. I think it's the it's the bridge and then the chorus. I'm like, oh, that sounds like Lenny Kravitz, and like it was just it was it was fine with me. Right? Well, one thing I think helps the album I think, a lot. I think, but I think maybe I wouldn't like that song if it was. Sorry about sorry for interrupting. It's okay, no. But I think maybe what's helping that song is that it's only like a minute and a half. So it's this very short burst of energy. I think if it was any, if it was anything, if it, if it was like too much longer, then we'd see how kind of cliched it is. Oh, but, yeah, that's. Know, I think it's how short it is. Kind of shows it's having a bit of fun with that. That's yeah. actually pretty much what I was about to say. That this album is like really short in general. Like a lot of the songs are like two minutes, uh, three minutes max. And so if you don't like one song, it kind of just breezes along. Um, and goes into the next and it, it's a very well paced album like kerosene i think is the longest song at like what five minutes, it's at five minutes yeah. uh so yeah you just get like a bunch of really tight concise soul cuts here that um like you know leave their impact and uh, move on to the next one which I, I think is pretty nice um yeah i i actually heard kerosene um like a few months ago before listening to this album and i wasn't really blown away by it and really? i like it yeah, I like it a little more now, but I still, I still like am reserved from like loving it. It's 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 you know glammy and it's fun, but like I I just don't I don't find it that it goes anywhere too interesting. Um, but I do like the central metaphor of of it being about um a, a girl like lighting his fire, which is something that reminded me a lot of like a, a Prince song lyrically speaking. But not the doors, like come on, baby, let my f- fire <laughs> you can cut that out kerosene. <laughs> um, oh yeah imagine if it was a cover of that song that would have been great, that would have been great.
Yeah, that was something, you know what, I was just going to touch on that. Uh, we think like, I like that you guys, for this first thing, you pick something short and tight. Like short and tight was great. I was afraid it was going to be Sabrina the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle DJ, where the albums are like three and a half hours long. Or Jimmy, what is that? Some of that stuff you listen to? What is uh, that? Are you talking about? What do you mean? Like this, something like, you listen to that's like long, and, yeah, or like something some, actually good? Yeah, no, something where the song it's like, oh yeah, the song is seventeen minutes, and I'm like, uh, you lost me at I was, seven. I was Jeez. gonna. I was thinking of pitching microphones in 2020, but maybe one that's day. That's a 44 minute song. That's the whole. Album. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you see, that's not your thing. But I figured it wasn't. It wouldn't be your thing. Yeah, so. this was like I said. This was like. Get in, get out. No one gets hurt. Like it was, it was. Like I said, if you didn't like this song, and I didn't, I didn't even now even think. Of it, I think it's twelve songs, thirty nine minutes, thirty six minutes. Yeah, I didn't even think "Kerosene" was that long. Like I didn't even think. Oh no, it, it still breezes by. It's a seventh of the album. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess so. Not a twelfth. No, a twelfth because it's longer and yeah. carry the three with the four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. there's enough experimentation on there's, there's enough experimentation on this album to like give it some edge, which is nice that it's not just like um like boring soul cuts. Like it doesn't end up becoming a childish Gambino sort of throwback. And I'm not saying like it's childish Gambino is bad, but like it definitely lacks a bit of bite. Um, like I really like the fireworks at the beginning of dream palette that sort of transitioned from romanticist into it like we like we highlighted all the cut up samples are really cool um yeah also we, we keep saying it's it's a soul album but it and that it has it sounds very um sexy very all this and all mm -hmm. that but it definitely has this like a, a disturbing mood about it yeah like some, it always has like a feeling that something's like off it's a bit it's and it's intentionally so it's a bit unsettling just because yeah i think it's 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 masked by the fact that it's you know there's some falsetto and then there's sort of like I, i'm trying to there's there's some vocal whether it be the straining or sort of that and tommy you listen to, you've listened to more prince sort of mm -hmm. that flat prince he does that mm -hmm. that flat prince vocal delivery right which sort of makes it not as not as like straight not a straightforward yeah it's know. unnerving you yes know? Like yeah, how, yeah how plain he's being at yes times. yeah it, it's yeah. almost like it's almost like you're trying hard to like remember what soul was back then you know like from a dream yeah it's kind of like how 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 false nostalgia is i guess in, in a lot of ways like maybe he's looking back on a past romance that went wrong maybe like i know i suggested earlier a, a slightly different narrative but it also could be one of those things where you know, underneath like all of his nostalgia for this time, there wasn't really. Maybe uh, he's maybe he's looking back at the good times while trying to like avoid how bad or like of a situation it was based on why what he was do mm -hmm. how he was at the time or how his own yeah. partner really was. Yeah, and like of the cliche, like oh, the, in the good old days, you know, when we hear old people talk about the good old days, they and always, then you say they always say, forget that. Yeah, I was like. Was it really that good? Like I would say, like was it really that good? I don't think I don't think it was. Was it really that good, old man? Was no, it? no. Was Lenny Kravitz really that good? No, Lenny Kravitz. Oh, was he's, he's, yo, he's so good. You're gonna diss E. Tumor for taking influence from him. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll show you a real song. No, no. <laughs> Anyways, go on. <laughs> no, Lenny Kravitz. It's just very straight. Like, listen, there are some. You know, I'm not gonna be above like Lenny Kravitz. There are some catchy. 
There is some, I'm going to put together Lenny Kravitz greatest uh, <laughs> album rock hits for you and you're going to listen to the whole you're going to listen to all 11 songs so oh, okay <laughs> but yeah it's it, it has that quality and you 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 think it's one thing but it is ma- it, it, it's not masquerading but it, it really has like a few different messages you know or a few different themes that maybe like you li- you listen to it straight ahead and you think that it's one thing but it it, it have it has some it has some depth in and it has some variety within those within those like sort of subgenres or all the all the stuff that's getting pulled. I'm like, hey, I almost had a thought for a minute. Like, hey, wait a minute, this is like psychedelic. Yeah, this is yeah, almost I like. A, then I was gonna say, wait a minute, this is Tame Impala. I'm like, no, no, it's no. not catchy. It's not like for a moment you think he's gonna it's get. Not, it's not. Pop, no, no, you think you think he's gonna get influence. there for like a minute in the song. Like, oh, wait a minute, I'm gonna say. Uh, I, I, like when I was writing those beds, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna say this sounds like Tame Impala. I'm like, oh no, wait a minute, this does not sound like Tame Impala. You think he's gonna go to that place, and he doesn't. You know, he doesn't go there. Which he's is just, nice. Yeah, 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 like you yeah, know, he she he's sort of always shifting. He's got yeah, he's got some of those some different elements. There's there's but, a lot of tricks up his sleeve that, yes. that make him stand out amongst like this whole retro throwback wave we're in right now. Right. Yeah. Also, listening to this album, I think does is like you're trying to recall something because like at first when you first remember it you remember all of the high moments that are that are like like the melodies and you just remember how electrifying those were but then when you re-listen to it you you start to notice like no, really notice the atmosphere of it more right and i think that and that, and that's like a really brilliant way of storytelling as well um, so yeah, I uh, I feel like I've said a lot about it. Do you guys have any other comments you'd like to make on the album? Do we want to give a rate, ratings? Rate, ratings, ratings, oh, ratings, yeah. ratings. Um, or should we do something not like oh I'm gonna give this four stars should, or should I? We should give it out of four. I know, no, no, I know, like a different like I'm uh, gonna give 10. it ten point zero five two six. No, 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 like a like of... a like a like an object, right? Like I give this four <laughs> like. For a uh, washcloth out of five. <laughs> no, that, that's never mind. That's not. No. <laughs> I appreciate the creativity. Uh, soggy washcloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More soggy. No. Uh, all right, everyone. So everyone do their own rating system. Okay. Then, then we'll amalgamate it um, into one Rotten Tomatoes ask. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll create an average. Yeah. Yes. Okay, go ahead. And that'll be your official. Rating. Uh, the youngest to the oldest. Yeah. So James Rosilio, you new adult, newly minted adult. Who can't even buy cigarettes? You go first. I'm somewhere in between a seven and an eight right now, but mm. right now I'm probably leaning more towards eight. Out of what? Ten. But the object. Oh, yes. Seven. <laughs> seven or eight books out of ten. Books. We're just going books. Um, I'm reading. Okay. I'm going. Today. I really like this. I think I might have liked it more than both of you actually. I I would give it like a solid eight severed heads out of ten like i see you know like uh, not 600 teeth or anything like that <laughs> but you know eight eight severed heads out of ten i thought it was really good i was i was surprised especially because i didn't like his previous album and i wasn't that impressed by kerosene when i first heard it um i'm gonna go i'm gonna hew somewhat close to you guys i'm gonna go um 8.25 pairs of sneakers out of ten so oh. I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> in thought, like I said, it's it was very good to, for the first thing to listen to. I thought it was um, 
like I said, a check for me, you guys, and I think you guys have on purpose. You guys want to make sure it'd be something I like. So a check box is like, check, falsetto, Prince-like vocals, check, check, <laughs> guitars, check, check, some feedback, check, check, soulful singing. So yeah. I, I felt like it checked a lot of the boxes for me and it worked. It did work. And here comes cliche number 17. It worked <laughs> on a lot of different levels for me, you kids. Um, so I, I felt like it was, it definitely did those things. Yeah. I liked it. I'll probably now go back and, and listen to some of his other stuff and see in mind some of his, you know, some of his mm -hmm. catalog and other stuff like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's our average then? Like eight overall? Because dad said 8.5. I mean, 8.25 and you said 7.5. Like, uh, it's probably like 7.8. Okay, yeah. everyone get so the then, calculator. Jimmy, you're the, or Tommy, you guys, Matt. I think we probably ended up like around an eight in total. An eight? What okay. Did you, what did you say one? then? Tommy, what was your rating? Eight. eight. Straight up eight. Yeah, yeah. straight up. Then it's just eight. Yeah. We're just eight. 8. Okay, cool. This is all a recommendation. And yeah, this album was Jimmy's idea, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so he was he he had listened to it first, and it, and he was like, this would be a good uh, uh, album to introduce to dad. So like we came in with like the idea that you know he's not just like a ran opposed to all new music or anything. Like yeah, because we didn't want it to be like <laughs> dad is 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 alienated by this new stuff that's <laughs> that's such a lame concept and it's been done so many times. Yeah, yeah i was more no i want to feel marginalized by music I want you guys yeah, ne <laughs> next the new matmos album that's no no, no yeah no. you guys and, and i would want going forward like you maybe maybe we'll do this again next week maybe we won't um i would want you guys to pick like don't don't let me pick it like you guys are always going to pick no it. We're, we weren't we're, planning we'll on. never let you pick <laughs> Maybe we'll do a classic one day or dad pick episode, but that would be like a very special episode. Um, Someone has to have a soap so it's yeah, well, problem. Next episode time. probably will be One Oh Tricks Point Never's new album. Uh, I think that's what we talked about doing next. So yep. yeah. And that's going to be one that I'm, I know because he's liked the uh, One Oh Tricks' uh, soundtracks, but for when I showed him, when I recommended our plus seven, I did make comment, but listen, let's tease it. You know how they tease stuff? Let's tease it and say, like, I had a reaction to it, which I'll save the line, which I think is quite funny. You screamed no. No, no, no. I had a much funnier line. So, no, but it was good. Overall, guys, thanks. It was it was, uh, it was, was a great experience for me to do this with my sons and glad to see their uh, dedication to music. Yep, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you on the flippity-flop. Bye. Peace. Bye.